On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, have the vibes ever been better for the Mariners during their 20-year playoff drought than they are right now? All that and more coming right up. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast. It is Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes coming every Monday through Friday. I am your host, Teddy Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation. Over on the Sports Illustrated Network, be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. S-D-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at C-Pat11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash control the zone. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it you guys have smashed our goal for this month we wanted to get to 2,000 subscribers by the end of the month we're here on july 20th and you've already destroyed that but remember we do have another goal in place we want to get to 24 11 subscribers 24 for griffey 11 for edgar 2411 subscribers by the August trade, uh, August 2nd trade deadline, and if we do so, we are going to be giving away a signed Mitch Hanniger jersey card. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies to subscribe even. Uh, so we are going to be talking about day three of the draft. We're going to tell you our favorite prospects the Mariners selected yesterday during the final day of the 2022 MLB draft. We're also going to look at a trade proposal that Jim Bowden, former general manager, now athletic writer, has written, uh, written about uh, in regards to the Mariners and Juan Soto. But first, with everything that has been going on with the Mariners, the 14-game win streak, Julio cementing himself as a superstar, putting him and the Mariners on the map at the Home Run Derby. Have the vibes ever been better than they are right now during the 20-year playoff drought? This is something that I, I'm very interested in hearing your thoughts, Colby, and our listeners' thoughts as well. So if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below telling us what you think or send us an email at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. But again, Colby, have the vibes ever been better during this playoff drought than they are right now for the Mariners? Uh, it'd be hard to say. Uh, yes, it, it's interesting. You know, we, we come on the air here, um, after some frustrating moments and you look on Twitter and it appears that, uh, they've already sold out Friday's game. They've sold out or they're getting near a sellout on Saturday. And I think they're at 32,000 tickets sold for Sunday. This is a weekend series, you know, in the summer against the Astros. This isn't the Yankees. This isn't the Red Sox. Um, you know, it's not the Blue Jays. Uh, this is not a, a series that would traditionally sell out. Um, you know, it would probably be a pretty good crowd, but sellouts for the last, I don't know, decade have pretty much been an opening day thing. And then maybe if the team gets to a game 162 uh, with, with something to play for, then you might have a sellout. And even then, there's always some empty seats. So 
yeah, it'd be hard to say that there's been a time where, you know, the Mariners have um, captured more attention from the city of Seattle than they are right now. Uh, and it's amazing what a 14 game winning streak will do. Uh, who knew you win baseball games and, and people show up to your ballpark. It's crazy. Uh, turns out that they care more about that than, you know, the $10,000 luxury boxes that they're unveiling for, for the all-star game next year. Shocking. I know. So I, I think the thing that we do need to acknowledge here is like in 2002, they were, they won 93 games in 2003. They won 93 games as well. There have been other moments here later on in the drought where, you know, things have looked like this was going to end. You know, the, they were 58 and 35 at one point in 2018. They obviously got to the final day of the season in postseason contention in, in 2014. They were basically in that same spot in 2016. Last year, of course, they more or less controlled their own destiny heading into the final series of the year. So I, I think some of you listening that that are going to be commenting will we'll maybe mention some of those moments. But I think just right now, the hope that this team has instilled the uh, incredible nature and the unlikely nature as well of their 14 game win streak and Julio doing what he's been able to do, becoming a superstar. The Mariners haven't had a superstar like Julio since Griffey, you know, so I think all of these things combined just makes the Mariners latest run all the more impressive and all the more exciting, especially when you think about what the potential is for the future, the potential of being able to add to this roster, both via players returning from injury and on the trade market as well. There are a lot of, you know, exciting things happening around this team that are not just about this win streak and Julio. There's just there's so much potential here. There's so much to be inspired by excited by and uh i i just i i think this might be the most exciting time to be a mariners fan over the last 20 years honestly because it's it's also not just about this year too right it's the fact that like yeah we have a superstar now in julio rodriguez who's already incredible at 21 years old by the way he's going to get better and we get to watch this guy for at least the next six seven years hopefully a lot more than that i'm going to say that we are probably going to see Julio in Seattle for a longer time than that. But I mean, there's just uh, everywhere you look, everywhere you look, there's something to be really, really thrilled about with this team. And so, yeah, I think the vibes haven't been any better. It's, it's you know, those past teams, they, they had this older core and it was established. And so mm-hmm. there really wasn't much growing to do with that group. This group is, is young. Uh, they're controllable. Uh, and we're not really sure what their, what their ceilings are. A lot of them. Um, they're also, you know, very charismatic. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of um, personality on this team. Uh, and there are a lot of uh, the younger players who kind of, aren't afraid to, to speak their mind about, uh, you know, certain topics that most baseball teams, they don't, they, they say, Oh, I'm not going to talk about that. I mean, and you know, these guys are willing to do that. So, um, you know, I, I think that there's something about this team that is almost like, I, I don't know what the right word. It, it's like, they're the cool kids. Whereas in the other, you know, the last few times the vibes were, anywhere near this you're just like yeah that's you know 
there's a couple of seniors on that team and we know they're going to graduate soon. And so we don't get it this time. Oh, we're screwed. And, and this one feels much more like we're, we're, you know, ascending instead of just, you know, trying desperately to, to break a streak with, you know, frankly, a, a group of geriatrics and uh, who are on their last leg. So it certainly feels like uh, this, this is young. It's, um, you know, it's, it's new, it's cool, it's, it's hip mm-hmm. and it's, it's fun to be a Mariners fan. And that's something that hasn't been true really for, you know, 15 years with a few exceptions here and there. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you look at some of their other teams over this 20 year drought, uh, especially the teams that were competing in 2014, 2016 and 2018, there was just a lot of pressure with those teams to, you know, get through the championship window basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never thought that they actually had a chance at a world series during that time, you know, because they just, they didn't have the pieces or the money available to finish that thing off. They were potentially a playoff caliber team, but they just, they were never able to get there. And there was just so much pressure really placed on that group to just break the drought, you know, and it kind of felt like that was the end goal for a lot of folks, too, with that team, because we we knew what the ceiling was. Right. Again, like I said, I, I didn't think that they ever had a shot at winning a World Series with that group and with the little resources that they had at their disposal. And now it's like the the, the sky's the limit for this group. Right. This is everything that we have spent years, you and I, Colby, talking about, you know, on various podcasts on this show, et cetera. You know, and so knowing that the window isn't close to closing, it's just now opening and it's going to be wide open, I think, at a certain point. I think it's going to be wide, wide, wide open here in a short matter of time, honestly, because of guys like Julio Rodriguez, because of guys like Logan Gilbert because of guys like Cal Raleigh, you know, this team is on a path to being a dominant, dominant franchise for years to come. And so I, I think that paired with just what's going on right now, right at this moment, I, there's, there's just so much to be excited about. So much to be excited about. I am thrilled. It's just, it's the best time to be a Mariners fan. I think really, I, I really do. Cause there's just anything is possible right now i mean hell even though that you and i don't think that there's a chance that they could get juan soto the fact that we can even have that conversation we couldn't have we couldn't realistically have that conversation back in 2016 2018 etc the mariners could never even enter the conversation for a player of soto's caliber now they can should they do that should they trade for him who knows right you know i don't think so just give him what the cost is but the fact that we can even talk about that and not sound just like complete idiots, sound like we're just completely reaching, dreaming, et cetera. Like, that's amazing. And the Mariners are already pretty good as well. And so the fact that they can add players like that, get even better, I mean, that's just, I mean, what else could you want? What else could you want right now? So uh, speaking of Soto, Jim Bowden of The Athletic, also former general manager of the Reds, uh, has uh, thrown his hat into the ring here on the Soto discussion 
and it's proposed a trade between the Mariners and the Nationals. We'll be talking about that, reacting to it in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as the person you love with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. And then Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring, and each ring will be a one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Mariners listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast this podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry as well. Use promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-A-D-O-N. My voice is trying to give out on me here. I'm, I'm, I'm making it through. I'm making it through, though. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free. Find your favorite piece. Go to BlueNile.com. Today, you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most starting July 18th? Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers over at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So you guys know what our thoughts are on the Juan Soto situation with the Mariners particularly, but Jim Moden today released an article on the athletic talking about 10 possible trades to land Juan Soto. And he made one for the Mariners, which would include either Emerson Hancock or George Kirby, then Jared Kelnick, Kyle Lewis and Noel V Marte. And I tweeted Right after that happened, right after I saw it, that there is absolutely no way that you can get Juan Soto for that kind of package. And that made people mad. But I just, I don't see it. I don't see a world in which you can get Juan Soto, one of the best players in the world, for a pretty good pitching prospect in Emerson Hancock or a really good pitcher in, in, you know, in George Kirby, really good young pitcher in George Kirby. Nolavi Marte, who is the Mariners' best prospect, I would say. Maybe it's Edwin Arroyo at this point, but one of the Mariners' best prospects in Nolavi Marte, who has had a down year, however. And then Jared Kelnick, who has been unable to perform at the major league level, and Kyle Lewis, has, who has unfortunately been injured countless times since becoming a professional baseball player. I just don't know how the Nationals would justify that to themselves for one of the best players in the world who's still under club control for the next three years. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Are you as puzzled by that as I am Colby? Not really because it's Jim Bowden and Jim, Jim Bowden's not good um, at, at his job. He wasn't good as a GM either, but he's not particularly good at this um, because what you just described is a package of damaged goods for a premier talent. I mean, Hancock has had shoulder issues. Lewis hasn't stayed healthy. Kelnick hasn't succeeded in the majors outside of one three-week stretch. Um, you know, and, and they're not training Kirby. We know that. Marte's having a down year. Uh, he has picked it up lately, and I do think Marte's still a very good prospect, but he's not an elite prospect. He's not Julio. He's a good prospect. He's a top 50-ish guy. 
cool. So you have a top 50 guy, a fringy top 100 guy with some shoulder issues in his already on his, on his, you know, plate. You have a former top 10 prospect who just is so stiff and unathletic at the plate that there's questions whether or not he can hit at all. Um, and then a guy who's had multiple knee surgeries and, and hasn't played more than what 60 games in any season. Like, sure. Yeah. If you can do that, absolutely do it. If you can get, if you can get Juan Soto for those four guys, the Mariners would have already done that, but you can't. Um, it's dumb. It's, it's not Emerson Hancock or George Kirby because that implies they're roughly the same value. They're not. George Kirby is significantly more valuable in any yeah. trade package than Emerson Hancock. So um, I would give Bowden's trade idea like a D plus. I've seen better on, you know, uh, fan fiction Fridays uh, here. Um, and it, it's not surprising when you consider how bad Jim Bowden was as an actual general manager that he can't seem to comprehend that Juan Soto is not getting traded for, you know, for damaged players. Um, not Not for two and a half years. I mean, that maybe next trade deadline, maybe if Noel V has a pretty decent year and Hancock proves he can stay healthy, maybe, but not for two and a half years. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's, it's dumb. Um, you know, I, I know Mariners fans are excited about it, but when is the last time Bowden was right about anything Mariners related? <laughs> the guy guesses all the time and he's wrong all the time. I don't know how many times he put Marcelo Zuna on this team, but I think it was at least three times saying that it was basically a done deal. And last I checked, Marcel Ozuna has never played for the Seattle Mariners. So um, I wouldn't take it too seriously. Uh, it's a fun package, but I think uh, there's a lot of people out there like, oh, he's going to be less expensive than you think. And I think those people are dumb, to be frank, um, or they're being dumb. Because the idea that Juan Soto, a 23-year-old with two and a half years of club control left, who is probably the best pure hitter in Major League Baseball, could be had for less than, you know, three top 10 prospects and a couple of, of, you know, established major leaguers. It's a joke. It's, it's just, it's a straight up joke. So um, everybody wants to think that their farm system can get it done. Everybody remember everybody overvalues their own prospects. That's why I know like Noelvi Marte. Oh, Noelvi Marte would be a great headliner. Woody, or do you well, just think Noelvi Marte? Another thing that we need to keep in mind here too is beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. We don't know if the Nationals like Noel V. Marte. We don't know if they like Emerson Hancock. We don't know if they like George Kirby. And that also works both ways, though, And that maybe they really like Noel V. Marte. Maybe they really like Emerson Hancock. Maybe they really, really, really like Jared Kelnick and think that they can fix him. You know, that's also possible here, too. But I think if we're just looking at this at, at face value, knowing what we know, which is very, 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 very little, because none of us are in the Mariners front office or the Nationals front office, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Could this deal happen? Sure. Maybe the Nationals are stupid. Right. Like if if the Nationals took this deal without Kirby in it, um, I would advise people to go check their village because one of you is missing their idiot. <laughs> That's how I would describe it. Um, and by the way, it completely ignores the report that's out there that uh, the Nats also want to move Patrick Corbin's contract uh, in this deal. I'm so do, all right. So does this deal make more sense if Corbin is involved? Bowden's deal? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I cer- it certainly makes more sense, but I still don't think it's enough. Right. Um, 
And by the way, if I'm the Mariners, I have no interest in Patrick Corbin, even if it does get me Juan Soto at a discount. Patrick Corbin's bad. And I got to pay that guy for three more years. I got to pay. We're talking about adding $40 million of payroll just this year alone. And next year, Soto's probably going to make $25 million. And the year after that, he's probably going to make $35 million before he goes away forever. And I still have to pay Corbin $25 million a year on top of that for what, a reliever? No, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not interested in that. So, um, if Bowden had put Corbin in this deal, then yeah, well, like, okay, well, I think it's still a little light, but it's certainly more palatable. It's certainly more realistic than, oh no, we don't even have to take on the bad contract and we can just give you these four damaged players that, you know, might be expendable to us anyways. Great. Yeah. Like absolutely you do that. But like, like I said, if the nationals are actually interested in a deal like that, check around your village because there's an idiot that's missing. So the other conversation here that's that's kind of going on with this deal is like, well, what other team is going to top that offer? I mean, you know, because apparently the Yankees are not going to trade Volpe. So at that point, I, I think they're out. Right? If they're yep. not going to trade Volpe, they're out. Um, I'm, But there's still the Dodgers. There's still the Cardinals. There's still potentially the Padres because they have Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, Robert Hassel. That, but yeah. Um, but I mean, like, there's a lot of teams that have a clearer path here to the World Series than the Mariners do. That can get more aggressive. That can justify getting more aggressive than the Mariners mm-hmm. can right now. And I just, I mean, well, I mean, if you're the Dodgers, you could legitimately be offering Gavin Lux and Julio Urias and not really feel it. You know what I mean? Like, because you still have Gonsolin, you still have. Uh, they they could know. even trade Gonsolin, right? Like, yeah, I mean, they. they the Dodgers could absolutely. If the Dodgers want Juan Soto, they can they can have him. Like Cody they Bellinger, can have maybe him. even if the Nationals yeah, take a chance. Yeah, it's definitely on that. possible. I mean, yeah. I, if I were the Nationals, I'd take a chance on that. I mean, he'd have to be like the fourth best piece in the trade. But like, if yeah. they come to me and they're like, "Hey, we'll give you Dustin May, Gavin Lux, Cody Bellinger, and our top two prospects," like you're saying no to that. Yeah, it's like not. significantly better than this than the yeah. steal that Bowden's proposed. Absolutely. So, and it's like the 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 Dodgers again can justify that because they have a very clear path to the World mm-hmm. Series, whereas the Mariners don't. The Mariners are right now like their main focus is just breaking the drought. Of course, we want them to focus on bigger and better things than just breaking the drought. We want them to get into the postseason and actually do some damage. And Juan Soto would certainly help with that. But it's also you know again this goes back to yesterday's conversation that. If you're going to acquire Juan Soto, realistically, it's probably going to have to include either George Kirby or Logan Gilbert, plus more stuff on top of that. And whatever you have to give in addition to Gilbert or Kirby is going to limit your ability to acquire a proper replacement for either one of those guys. You're still Mm -hmm. going to have a hole to fill. And also, if it's Gilbert that gets traded you're going to have to find two starting pitchers because George Kirby's got the innings cap. And so now you got to go find two starting pitchers in the middle yeah. of a postseason push. And you've just traded four or five of your best assets. Exactly. Exactly. It's over. And you did that to add a guy at a position that isn't of great need for you right now. Yes, Juan yeah. Soto unequivocally makes the Mariners better, but like it. How much? How much so? Like, how much does the loss of Logan Gilbert or George mm-hmm. Cur- uh, or George Kirby and the assets that you gave up hurt? Like, how much? Like, that is something that we all need to take into consideration here when we're talking about Juan Soto. I I honestly think if they traded like Gilbert or Kirby, 
uh, in a Juan Soto trade. I actually think their playoff odds would go down, to be honest with you. Um, maybe not statistically, but like pitching is so important to this team uh, because they don't have any depth there already. Uh, mm-hmm. The bullpen is, you know, been very good, but it's because it hasn't had to have been used as much over the last month. So I don't think their odds actually go all that high, all that much higher um, after acquiring Soto. And what they've done is they've shortened their window and they've made it harder to acquire players uh, in the future. And, and while, yes, they can, you know, spend money this offseason, they're eventually going to run out of money. And when I say run out, I mean, John Stanton's going to say no more money. That's what I mean when I say run out. And so if you're throwing on, you know, $50 million of additional payroll in the middle of this year, you say, okay, well, now we need to go replace Logan Gilbert. Okay, what's a pit, what's a caliber, what's a pitcher of the caliber of Logan Gilbert cost on the free agent market? $25 million a year mm-hmm. at least. You're done. You're you're Stanton's tapping out. Like and and it'd be nice that we thought Stanton would would say, Oh, yeah, sure, do that, and then do a couple other things, but you trust John Stanton to do that? Cause I don't. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, I think, I think Bowden's uh, trade proposal is uh, a joke quite frankly. And, uh, but if you, if you can get that done and it's Hancock instead of Kirby, do it. I don't care. I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. If they actually, if they would actually entertain that slash accept that you're doing that in a heartbeat, no questions asked. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm signing off on that. I'm doing dances. That's a 90 grade trade that breaks the scale for the Mariners. Like, honestly, that's an incredible, incredible deal. If they are able to do that. I just don't think that's possible. I really don't think that's in the realm of possibility here. And wouldn't you rather have Luis Castillo and, and like, just based on what you think it'll cost, would you rather trade all of that for Juan Soto? Or would you rather have like Luis Castillo, Brandon Drury and like Ian Happ? I'd rather have the three players to be honest with you. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, it certainly is generating a lot of buzz on the uh, the Mariners' Twitter sphere. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we are going to be talking about our day three favorite picks for the Mariners in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online Online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online is where the game starts so the 2022 mlb draft officially wrapped up yesterday afternoon the mariners added 20 new prospects in total over the course of the three-day event Uh, And we've covered their first 10 picks, but now we're going to look at their other 10 picks. And because we don't have a ton of time, we're only going to limit this down to our favorite pick each. So, Colby, I'll start with you. Who is your favorite pick from the Mariners crop of day three uh, draftees? Yeah, I'm a pretty big fan of the lefty they snagged in the 18th round from uh, UNC, Brandon Schaefer. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's a funky arm angle. It's kind of a true sidearm from a lefty. It's nine, 89 to 91 with the fastball, occasionally touches 92. Sweeping slider with a really high spin rate. By the fastball also has some pretty good spin rates. Um, and a, a changeup with really good fade and tumble. 
there's possibility here that he's a starter. I, I think a lot of people will see the arm angle and, the, and they'll say, well, reliever, lefty, you know, type of guy. Um, and it's totally possible. But if the Mariners can get him 93, 94, 95, I think he's got a chance to start even with the arm angle. He throws enough strikes, some things he has to clean up, but he does throw enough strikes and his, the stuff is pretty good. And the slider is, is his out pitch, certainly. So, uh, you know, I watch him. Um, you know, pitch against, you know, in a, in a great conference. The ACC is a great conference uh, for college baseball. Uh, he's pretty good. Um, I think, like, if you're looking for, like, a comp, I, I know I used this yesterday, but I'll use it again here. Ryan Yarbrough, I think, makes a lot of sense. He's a guy who kind of throws from a different arm angle, uh, you know, kind of has different stuff and just kind of makes it work. Uh, I think if you can put him in the bullpen and you can get him up to 96, 97, which is asking a lot, you know, to go from 90 to 97. Um, but if you can do that, there's a little Josh Hader in there. Uh, probably not going to be as good, but there's, it's, it's a very similar type of arm slot and, and, and pitch mix. Um, and then one other name I throw out there as kind of a, a fun comp. Um, how about Nestor Cortez of the New York Yankees? Ooh, nasty Nestor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can, can Brandon Schaefer grow out an elite mustache though? I don't know that. I don't know. <laughs> um, there's only one Nestor Cortez, so that's true. That's true. We'll see, but uh, I, I think Schaefer's going to end up in my top thirty. Um, I, I like the arm that much. All right. So my favorite was their twelfth round pick, Troy Taylor out of UC Irvine. Now Troy Taylor was their twentieth round selection last year. He was the only guy that they drafted last year who did not sign. The Mariners are pretty good about picking guys who they feel confident they're going to sign. Um, but yeah, they weren't able to get that done. And usually it's, it's pretty rare for teams that have already drafted a player to draft him again, especially the very next season. But clearly they really like Troy Taylor and there's a lot of reasons to, to understand why as well, because I mean, we're talking about a breaking ball that is plus it's a slurve, I guess we'll call it. It, it, some consider it to just be a, a true slider, but it's it's kind of got a little bit of a uh, of a curve to it as well, and it's it's a devastating pitch. It's been a, a fantastic pitch for him that has only gotten better over the past year since they first drafted him. On top of that, he's got a low to mid nineties fastball that has great arm side run. Um, there's a lot that he can do with that pitch, and it's again just like the slurve. It's gotten a lot better over the last year. There's also a changeup in there that is kind of lagging behind, but I'm sure the Mariners can clean that up. A lot of people think because he only has two pitches right now, he's probably going to end up being a reliever. That's of course just a lazy, lazy thing that we say about every pitcher that we're unsure about that we can't project for at all. Uh, but. I think that there's a legitimate chance that he can start. I think there's a legitimate chance that he could be an absolute devastating arm uh, to uh, fairly quickly rise through this system as well. And one that has a lot of the tools that the Mariners just love, 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 love to work with. I think this is a really exciting profile for the Mariners pitching development, uh, which we know is just it's one of the best in, in baseball. It's revered by folks in the league as one of the best in baseball in developing and uh, elevating ceilings uh, for their uh, for their pitching prospects. And I think, you know, it, there, there's definitely something to them drafting a guy not once, but twice in a matter of two years. It's, it's clear that they really like that profile. I'm very excited to see what they do with Troy Taylor. Yep. 
So uh, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode, whether you're listening or watching it. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching us right now or if you're listening to us, head over to youtube.com uh we're at locked on mariners be sure to subscribe get us to 2411 subscribers and we will be giving away a signed mitch hanniger card now make your second listen of the day locked on mlb prospects host lindsey crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the mlb stars of tomorrow it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us thank you again for making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every day and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow peace